This is the podcast for the journal Genetics and Medicine, published by Springer Nature. It's the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics. I'm Cynthia Graber. Brian Scottco is director of the Down Syndrome Program at Massachusetts General Hospital. And a few years ago, he and his colleagues were feeling frustrated that they could not reach everyone who needed the expertise and care the clinic provides. I am so lucky with my team to be able to provide in-person care to people with Down syndrome who come to our clinic. But we did research, and 95% of families out there do not have access to a specialty genetics clinic like the one we have at Massachusetts General Hospital. And we know that our genetics clinics are not profitable, and it's very tough to scale up. So we had to think hard, how can we use technology to be able to bring our knowledge to the overwhelming majorities of families out there who can't make it to our clinic? And one of those people is my own sister, Kristen, who's now 40 years old and has Down syndrome and lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And I realized that she's not able to access the type of care that I could provide my own patients here in Boston. And so that led our team to try to think we need to leverage technology to be able to get out there and reach patients and families who don't have access to our clinic. It took years of effort to partner with patients and clinicians to amass the most recent and appropriate research and support information, and even to develop entirely new technology. The end result is a new online platform called Down Syndrome Clinic to You. And what we basically did is all of us who take care of people with Down syndrome in person, we downloaded our brains. We thought of every question that we ask in person And then we said, how do the answers to those questions in combination produce results? So if I'm seeing an eight-year-old with Down syndrome who's snoring at night and tired during the day, we have learned by pattern recognition that those symptoms might add up to obstructive sleep apnea, and the result is we need to get a sleep study. Why can't we program that online? So what caregivers are able to do is go online and enter and answer questions, the same types of questions that we would ask in person. And when they make their way through the online intake form and press submit, they instantly get access to two personal documents in their portal. That is a caregiver checklist, everything that the caregiver needs to do and things that we're um, recommending, and then the same recommendations written in doctor talk for their primary care doctor so that the next time they go to see their primary care doctor, they could take these list of recommendations. The recommendations for the primary care doctor, this is a critical step in the tool. There are a number of conditions that people with Down syndrome should be regularly tested for. The American Academy of Pediatrics has written the medical playbook for people with Down syndrome, reviewing the medical research literature saying, we feel that this is how often we need to proactively test for certain conditions. And the reason why we're testing for these is we have evidence and research to believe that that makes a difference. So for example, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends every year people get tested for thyroid levels if you have a loved one with Down syndrome. Not treating for thyroid and missing too much or too little thyroid, hypo or hyperthyroidism, could lead to cognitive loss, it could lead to temperature dysregulation, it could lead to GI issues but we want to prevent those from happening. There are many such recommendations, but not everyone is up to date on all the guidelines. Previous research has shown that the average person with Down syndrome is at best only up to date on about 10% of the basic healthcare guidelines recommended for people with Down syndrome when they're working with their primary care physician. And by no means do any of us want to throw darts at hardworking primary care physicians. It just means that, again, most primary care physicians have one or two patients with Down syndrome in their practice, 
and they have one or two patients with this condition and that condition in their practice, and it's tough to stay up to date on all the specialty recommendations. So it just means that many of these recommendations are just forgotten or not realized that these need to be implemented. So our checklists in many ways are nudges, they're reminders of what should be done because we know that these sorts of healthcare guidance and healthcare recommendations really do improve healthcare overall. The next step for Dr. Scott Coe and his team, evaluating the new tool. When we created Down Syndrome Clinic to you, we just didn't want to assume, oh, this is great, everyone's going to love it. I'm a researcher at heart and so are my colleagues and we wanted to prove that it's effective or not. So after we created it, we asked 230 families who have loved ones with Down syndrome from around the country to sign up and and do a trial. These were all families who did not go to a local Down syndrome specialty clinic. These are families who are working with their primary care doctors on a regular basis. Half of those families got access to Down syndrome clinic to you. The other half did not. They were followed for a year. They had their wellness visits with their primary care physicians. And then the team of researchers followed up to determine whether or not Down syndrome clinic to you was helpful in improving health care outcomes. What we were so grateful to see is that those in the intervention group, those who got Down syndrome clinic to you, had a 1.6-fold greater chance of being up to date with the Down syndrome healthcare recommendations than those who did not receive the intervention. Put another way, Down syndrome clinic to you was effective at making sure people with Down syndrome were up to date on the guidelines as recommended within their primary care settings. The other outcomes that were important to us was, did the caregivers like this and did the primary care doctors like this? It's nice to show you improved care, but if people found it cumbersome or if they found it annoying, um, that's another thing. And I have to say that we were so grateful in the end that both the primary care doctors and the caregivers came back saying that they were really satisfied with the outcomes. They found it easy to read and they would use it again. Of course, there are some caveats. The team had a difficult time recruiting people with Down syndrome from African-American families or those whose primary language is Spanish, despite the fact that the tool is available in both English and Spanish. They're now working on better understanding the needs of those communities and how they can better engage a wider audience. And Dr. Scottco also said they need to conduct follow-up research to see if recommendations in the tool are enough or if there are other barriers to accessing the needed care. That said, they think that technology can, in the future, be both a model and an actual tool that other specialists could use. We really hope that Down syndrome clinic to you could serve as a blueprint for other genetic conditions. We're so proud of the technology behind this in terms of providing medical information to families who are out there. And I think it has big implications for the genetics community. So many of us take care of people and loved ones with rare genetic conditions, and there's not enough of our rare specialty clinics to go around. And so many times you have individuals who have a rare genetic condition, but there is a medical playbook And how do we make sure we get that information to the primary care doctor? So what we hope over time is that the Down syndrome clinic to you could become the Williams syndrome clinic to you. It could become the Turner syndrome clinic to you. It could become the diabetes clinic to you. And really, those who have a medical playbook will be able to use this sort of technology to transform care. And we also hope it reduces cost of care. Because right now, we're able to provide care in our tertiary settings, but technology like this, I think, has the potential to transform high-cost specialty care into lower-cost primary care settings. 
Genetics and Medicine is the official journal of the American College of Medical Genetics and Genomics and is published by Springer Nature. I'm Cynthia Graber.